Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. KCBS Radio, original podcasts. From KCBS Radio, I'm Matt Pittman, and this is Bay Current. On a recent gray and windy day in San Francisco's Haight-Ashbury neighborhood, I'm standing outside with a pair of representatives from Waymo. My name is Sangkang Nguyen, and I'm a product manager at Waymo. I'm Sandy Karp, and I'm on the communications team at Waymo. You've seen the white Waymo SUVs cruising around the Bay Area, especially here in SF. The white Jaguar I-Pace SUVs. Decked out in futuristic-looking gear. Cameras, radar, LiDAR, very futuristic. But the future is here. Oh, my God. Is that us? This is us. <laughs> yeah, like it stopped right in front of us and then took a left, and we were waiting for it to take a right. But that wasn't us. Okay, cool. But one of the features is called wayfinding. So for individuals who are visually impaired or need extra directions, uh, they can head into our app and get walking directions to find out where to meet their vehicle. Very cool. um, And it will highlight in blue when you're on the right path and tell you, okay, it's 50 feet ahead. Um, right. And here it is. To be more specific, autonomous ride hailing is here. Yep, self-driving cars. We're hopping in for about a 15 minute ride around the hate, and it's truly autonomous. There is not a human being behind the wheel. A fact that settles in right away when the Waymo pulls up, completely empty. Even passers-by on the sidewalk notice. There's no one behind the wheel. Hey, what'd you say? There's a ghost in that car. <laughs> it's not a ghost. There's a ton, there's like millions of dollars worth of technology, man. So how do I get it to open? So in the app, you're gonna hit the unlock button. Okay. So here we are, hopping in, right on the corner of Central and Hate in front of Ritual Coffee. So literally just the app controls the entire thing. Way, the way that, like, <laughs> your Uber driver would unlock the door, your app will unlock the door, right? That's right. Please keep your seatbelt fastened and remain in the car unless there is an urgent need to exit. Put on the seatbelt. It won't go without the seatbelt buckled, will it? That's right. It will ding at you to remind you to buckle your seatbelt. All right.
to get this out so I can see. This kind of stuff. So Matt, whenever you're ready, you can press start ride. Press start ride. Yeah. Do you want to do the honor? Here we go. Three, two, one. You literally pressed. King Bakery, San Francisco. Thank you. Please make sure your seatbelt is fastened. For any questions, press the call support button to speak with a writer support agent. For any questions, please, I have so Happy many questions. Friday. It's been a long journey for Waymo, perfecting the software and safety, both the requirements and the features. Waymos are cruising much of the city and picking up riders now. But up to now, riders have been a small select group of trusted testers who signed up on the app. But now you can join the waitlist to sign up and use Waymo as your preferred ride hailing option. It's all done through the Waymo app. SF will be the second city to go live with Waymos running autonomously. They've been up and running in Phoenix for a while now. And even though Waymo is an alphabet company, the parent company of Google, based right here in the Bay Area in Silicon Valley, Phoenix made sense as a starting point purely thanks to geography. Yeah, Phoenix, for anyone who's ever been there, I mean, it is flat and it's all like, you know, four and six and eight lane boulevards. And um, it is a driver city. Like you cannot function in Phoenix if you don't have a car. Uh, San Francisco, you can get all over this seven mile by seven mile little tip of a peninsula without a car. Um, there's the hills, there's cyclists, there are pedestrians, there are, you know, it's an old city. So the, the infrastructure and the, the, the grids of the streets are weird sometimes, right? The difference between a place like Phoenix, which is all, you know, north, south, east, west, you know, eight lane boulevards versus San Francisco, which meanders up and down hills and around big parks like Golden Gate Park, couldn't be more different places. Is that by design to help you guys as engineers and designers uh, make this thing as efficient and smart as possible? Well, so I'll start by saying that I agree with you. It's Phoenix or Chandler, uh, the East Valley area, and now also in Phoenix, very different than San Francisco, like you describe in, in the East Valley is, you know, eight lane boulevard. Yeah. Uh, but I think that each location just have its own challenges. Um, in, in, in the case in Phoenix, you know, it's not easy to make an unprotected left turn across that, you know, four or five lanes oh, for at sure. 45 mile per hour when other cars are going at 45 mile per hour. So those are the kind of challenges that we had to deal with in Phoenix area. In San Francisco, like you described, hills, uh, the roads are curvy, uh, lo lots of things are going on, mm -hmm. a lot more density in terms of pedestrians and vehicles. Um, and so for us at Waymo, we're building the Waymo driver. Um, a Waymo driver um, for multiple locations, uh, different environment, multiple environments, and that, that's what we're, we're after. Let me ask you real quick, um, just about like, Stop adding. Sandy. Oh, me, oh, sorry. I thought, was she talking to us? Oh, I added a stop so we could go back. Oh, cool. Um, so who is like the person that can get a, that can hail an autonomous Waymo vehicle in San Francisco now? Uh, we're open in San Francisco, so we have members of the public riding with us. Um, right now we do have a wait list. Um, that way we can ensure a great quality and service for our riders. Um, and if you're interested in riding with us, definitely check out our website, sign up on our app. Um, it's available in both the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. What struck me about riding in a vehicle without an actual human being behind the wheel was just how uneventful it was. 
So yeah, this is definitely a trip. Being in a car like with literally like no one in the driver's seat, but it's not as it's not as awkward or weird as I imagined it would be. I don't really know what I imagined it would be, but it's not. Yeah, so let's take a bet. How many minutes will it take for you to feel comfortable again and, and not, not be weird anymore? I don't feel weird now. Okay, oh, great. Yeah. I mean, we just got through a busy intersection. I'm good to go. What was, I mean, is that something that you have to, like, factor in almost or just kind of think about as you respond to people who do this for the first time? Like, that sensation that people might have, like... They think, oh, it's so cool, I'm going to take Waymo for the first time. Then they get in, and there's no one driving, and the car's going on the road, and people freak out. Like, like what do, what do they do? do? Like, Is there, like, a stop button? Can they pull over and, like, get out? Like, how do you cancel the ride? That's right. Anyone who doesn't feel comfortable, they can always pull over. Oh, if, what about oh there's literally a button that yeah. says, oh, my gosh, it says pull over. That's right. Um, but other people like you yeah. are excited to be in the car. A, a bit strange at first that there's just a car driving by itself without a human in the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. um, but because the car does exactly what a human does, kind of get comfortable and get just, just kind of get the same as, as it is in, in any other car. Just yeah. like part of me wonders if being in a car like this with the technology that powers this thing, is this autonomous vehicle safer than a vehicle with a human being behind the wheel? Well, I just gave an example to the other Matt that um, one of our um, car in Chandler, um, we entered an intersection, it was our right away, um, we had a green light, and we knew that there was another car that's coming that's going to uh, be a red light runner. And so we stopped, we let the red light run through, and then we proceeded. And we have many of those examples. And so from that perspective, I think that, yeah, this, this technology has a promise um, to improve road safety. Because, like, even, I think just, like, human nature, like, the amount of, like, distractions that, like, the human brain is fending off at any given time, whether, you know, hopefully people aren't looking at their phones while they're driving, but if you've got kids in the car, you've got friends in the car, or the song that comes on, you're like, oh, this is a banger, and you want to turn it up, you know, like, <laughs> you've got all these different distractions, but but the hardware and the software, the, the truly autonomous part is like at 100% focus all of the time, I would think, right? That's right. That, that's that's the key difference. Like humans, we get distracted, we get tired. Uh, sometimes uh, we can't help it, but like, you know, the phone is ringing. Yeah. It's just, this is just all these distractions. Whereas for us, this, this car, the full autonomous system doesn't get distracted, doesn't get tired. It's working 100% of the time, like you say. Mm -hmm. I got used to it pretty quickly. I was focused more on the creature comforts, adjusting the temperature, and of course, finding the right beats. All right, let's talk about a little bit more about this screen, right? So I, I had asked for, like, first thing I asked about when we got in was I'm like, yeah, where's the music? Okay, so how do I do the menu? Yeah, menu. Um, music. music, what else we got? Temperature, about this car, writing tips. And then you saw here the writing, writing tips in case, you know, if you, this is your first time and you don't know what to expect, and, uh, so you can go there and we can give you tips like how you, you would, you know, some of the things that you would hear on an airplane if you're, you're flying. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So we try to do that. So let's see, temperature, that's great. Because that was literally my first thing was I'm like, 
yeah, it's gonna be nice to not have like an Uber driver who wants to talk my ear off on the ride. That's gonna be great. Yeah. But then like, what if it's too hot or what if it's too cold? Okay, temperature That's check. That's super easy. Yeah, so if, if you're like, you know what, this is, we try to get, to guess what you might like and set it at the, at the right temperature. Is there, like a ba- is there like a base temperature of every Waymo car? Yeah, so we, we do set a base temperature, but if you if that's not your comfort level, you want to increase it. What's or the decrease? what's the like start of the day? Five a.m. What's the base temperature for like a Waymo ride? I don't actually know the exact number, but okay. I think that this is where we are. Yeah, yeah. this is perfect. This is where yeah. I keep my car. Yeah. Okay, so menu and then go music. What do I got? I got play the hits. Where's this pulling music from? You can press. Oh, get I gotta started. press get started. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then um, Sandy has to log into her. The Okay, so you do it. You yeah. do that, and then just go th- into yeah. the Waymo app. Yeah. And then you can pick whatever you want. So Sandy, for you, I don't know if you're able to play music on your phone. We're trying. Yeah. So can you play like you're playing some Taylor Swift? Oh yeah. So it'll connect in. Where I think we just need to crank up the volume. Um, oh, there, there we go. go. Almost there. Don't no! Your We're just about to hear Taylor! <laughs> all in all, I was pretty impressed. The thing that struck me as someone who uses ride-hailing quite a bit, usually Uber, is that I get a much more consistent ride-hailing experience using Waymo. I get the same car every time, the Jaguar I-Pace SUV, which is really, really nice. And sometimes I'm one of those people who does not want to talk to the driver. I don't want to make small talk sometimes. I'll admit it. I'm not the most personable creature 100% of the time. There, I said it. So if I get a chance to ride in a very nice vehicle that's not going to smell like someone's cologne or smell like someone's Uber Eats order from 20 minutes ago or smell like cigarette smoke or smell like booze, you get where I'm going with this, right? I like consistency. Before I hopped in my ride, my colleague, KCBS reporter Matt Bigler, took the same spin around the Haight-Ashbury. I wanted to get his take. As someone who's covered Waymo for a couple years now for us here at KCBS, and also just to get his take on what his riding experience was like. All right, Matt Bigler, we have both completed our rides. What did you think? It was pretty cool, Matt. Uh, I gotta say, very different from being in the car like we've done before Mm -hmm. with a human in the driver's seat. This time, no human in the driver's seat, very clear that (laughs) the car was driving itself. I kept thinking that I was going to have these moments of like, oh my God, this is so crazy. And uh, it, it, maybe it's because the two ladies were with us in yeah. the car. It, it felt remarkably normal, as normal as you would think it would feel with no actual human being behind the wheel. Mm. It didn't seem like, you know, I, I didn't have any of those moments of like, oh God, oh, you know, Felt pretty normal, like riding yeah. in a car around Golden Gate Park. Well, initially, I did freak out a little bit. <laughs> uh, I could feel my body going, oh, my gosh. Were you pumping we're... that imaginary <laughs> air brake that my mom uses when she rides with me? <laughs> I don't know if I was pumping the imaginary air brake, but I was definitely kind of gripping something, maybe my hmm. microphone a little bit harder. And I've read that that is your initial experience because you're used to someone driving the car hmm. while it's moving. All of a sudden, it's moving, the steering wheel is turning, and no one is there. It's like a ghost is there. And as I have heard from other people who have had this experience, it lasts about three blocks. <laughs> yeah. And then it goes away because it's pretty clear the car knows what it's doing. See, I my biggest questions were, well, how do I 
change the music. What if I want to put <laughs> if I want to put on my own music or a podcast or I it's too cold, it's too hot, can I adjust the temperature? And it's all done right there on the screen, that big screen where you push the start button. Sorry, yeah. And 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 there you go. Um, the th- biggest thing that I took away from it was like what this will look like and kind of mean for people in a city like this, a very dense city who use a lot of the ride hailing apps that this is a, a pretty like premium experience. They're, they're beautiful, very nice cars. The EV component I think is attractive to a lot of people. And if it's, it becomes as convenient and is priced along the same lines of Lyft and Uber, there's no way I'm choosing Lyft or Uber getting in someone's potentially stinky random car versus getting into a very clean uh, Jaguar I-Pace. If it can get there as quickly as my Uber and Lyfts mm-hmm. do now and cost the same, there's no choice mm-hmm. for me. I'm going to take a Waymo. And may I say, robocars don't carry viruses. Right. I mean, I'm just saying, we're still coming out of a pandemic. Some sure. people might be nervous about We don't know where this human driver has been, what they're carrying. There's nobody in the car. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, there may have been a previous driver. You could open the windows. I just want to point out that as we were talking, a competitor self-driving car just went by Cruise, and it came out a couple of days ago that the federal government, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, is investigating Cruise, not Waymo, not the car that we went in, but their competition for several incidents in the city. Mm. We're talking about hard brakes where there have been some rear ends, uh, blocking intersections. They just stop all of a sudden. They don't know what they're doing. So clearly, even though we had a really positive experience with Waymo, they're still figuring this out. And, so when, yeah. when we first... Um, hopped in a Waymo. We had the autonomous specialist behind the wheel, but we were in in the car together, what, about six months ago or so, roughly? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think one thing that you and I both kind of commented on, it wasn't a big, big deal, but we both noticed the braking was pretty kind of jerky a little Uh, bit. It was pretty abrupt. Did not have that experience this time around. It seems smoother. It does. And I think they have worked out the cars to be smoother and I believe slightly more aggressive because one of the big complaints is that they're not going fast enough. Mm -hmm. People, human drivers complain, hey, the self-driving car is sluggish in traffic. So they're constantly tweaking the algorithm to to improve the software, to improve the the experience from being in the car and being around the car. Yeah, some of those you know, small side streets around the hate neighborhood that we drove around in. We came up on an Amazon truck that was stopped in, mm-hmm. you know, just a you know single lane either way. So just two lanes, one lane either way. And it navigated that thing pretty quickly with oncoming traffic. It, there wasn't a lot of hesitation. Mm-hmm. Aggressive is an interesting word that you use because I, I felt like this is pretty aggressive for a, yeah. <laughs> a robot and not a human being to, to be doing this. So just real quick, what is the, the kind of next step for anyone who's listening being like, when, when can I hail one of these? Right, I asked the same thing. When, when can we start taking these to work? Yeah. Uh, they say we're here. We've arrived, technically, you can take one of these to work. It's free for Waymo if you sign up with their service. There's a waiting list at this point. Waymo is applying to charge for these rides in San Francisco. Cruise, the com- competition, uh, which is supported by GM, has just been approved by the DMV to start charging everywhere in San Francisco. You can hail a ride and pay for it, but they still need approval from uh, the California Public Utilities Commission. That news came out just along with the news that they're being investigated by the federal mm-hmm. government. So, uh, yeah, it, it's not going to happen anytime soon. And when it does happen, at least for now, it's in San Francisco and Arizona. Last thing, I got to admit, it was kind of cool, kind of funny. It happened a couple of times when we were outside of the coffee spot 
coffee shop where we met them, mm. when this thing pulls up and there's not a human being behind there, the looks that people give me, like, what? Is that a ghost? Yeah. Know, the, the reactions to people were pretty funny. I interviewed the guy who said, hey, there's a ghost driving that car. Uh, and then he said, yeah, I'd be willing to get in into this car. He also said he's a former heroin addict, and I'd be willing to trust my life with this. So I think people are getting used to it, and they're willing to try it out. All right. Thanks for letting me tag along. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. Thanks to the folks at Waymo, and thanks again to my KCBS colleague, Matt Bigler. Bay Current is a production of KCBS Radio. This episode was reported by me and Matt Bigler. Edited, written, and produced by me, Matt Pittman. And you can find more Bay Area stories like this one with the Bay Current Podcast. Subscribe on the Odyssey app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.